maybe one of the most important things you need to know about the spiritual life and about life in general is that the reality never looks like the advertising. If you go to a hamburger store and you order a burger based on the picture, you're going to be very disappointed once the burger arrives because what will arrive will look pretty ordinary compared to this pristine, manicured, photoshopped image on the advertising. In the same way, if you decide to go on a holiday based on the photos, you're probably going to find yourself disappointed. You'll arrive at your destination and there will be the lake and the mountains and the beautiful blue sky, but there'll also be mosquitoes and freezing cold wind and annoying tourists. And the whole dream that you had will be quite disappointed. Now, as I say, this is important for life, but also for the spiritual journey, because the reality is that even though it may not look like what you expected it to look, what you have encountered is the reality. And there is a beauty about that reality, even if it doesn't fit what is inside your head. Now, think about this in terms of your life so far. You know, your imagined idea of what marriage would be or your dream of what it would be like to have children. I'm sure you could quite easily sit back now and realize that what you imagined it to be or what was advertised is very different to what has actually happened. But would you trade what you have to go back to the ideal? Hopefully, you've discovered a mystery in the midst of the ordinariness of it all. And I think this is something of what our experience of God can be. That we start the journey with an imagined idea of what God is or what God should be. The rules that God should follow. The way that God should care for us and reach out to us. But there comes a point of questioning or disappointment where we start to realize that maybe God doesn't fit the image. Now, there is something of that in the story of the golden calf, you know, where the people of Israel have left Egypt in this most amazing, dramatic events. You know, a God who is all powerful, a God who can smite the Egyptians, part the Red Sea, work miracles. And they've got an image which as far as they're aware, this, this seems to be based in reality. This is what God is. This is what God has done. But then they re suddenly realize that God is silent. As they reach Mount Sinai and for 40 days and 40 nights, Moses is up on the mountain and there's nothing, not a word, not, a, not a, even a whisper from the top of the mountain. And the people start to think, well, hang on. How do we find the reality or how do we come back to what we thought we had? And that's the point where they start to get tempted to create the golden calf. Now, this is not them creating a new God because they actually say, well, as Aaron says to the people, here is the God who delivered you out of Egypt. He creates another figment of his imagination and attributes that to being the real God. Because somehow that's more comforting than the real reality. The God of silence. The God who wants to encounter us in the ordinary. 
Now think of how we do this in the rest of life. You know, maybe in your marriage you've reached a similar point where, yes, things maybe were dramatic and powerful and amazing in the early years, and yet they hit a point where suddenly things become very ordinary or very quiet. The experience of love changes dramatically. And that becomes the point of temptation. You either start to relearn what love is and what marriage is, or you can start to try and create a golden calf, something of your own creation that somehow is a bit closer to what you imagined it should be. We can do this in every part of our life. You know, in, in many respects, the, the idols that we create, the ways that we turn God's gifts into golden calves, it's almost a desperate attempt to regain some sort of control over the mystery. We're trying to take something which is beyond us, something which is out of our grasp, and reduce it down to something which we can hold and consume and control. That's the problem of the golden calf. And I think this is where the purification of God is really at work in our lives. Sometimes when we hear about God purifying us and God trying to cleanse us of our sin, it can feel like, you know, a parent treating a child in the, in the naughty corner. You know, the, the, the God who is trying to discipline us somehow. And I'm sure there is a lot of that in, involved. But maybe we can just reimagine what's going on here. Because it's not so much God saying, you're a bad child, you're a bad boy or a bad girl, stop it. Maybe there's a different way of understanding this. That maybe you've reached a point in the journey where you've actually arrived at the, the heart of the mystery. You've gone through that initial stage where you're lured in with the dramatic and the, and the amazing and you've started to reach the point of the contemplative. And that's the point where we freak out because we don't know how to engage with that part of life. And we feel we need to go back to the amazing, the sensory, the, the dramatic. And so that point in marriage where things start to become quiet and ordinary and it's actually God summoning you into the mystery to go deeper into the unknown of what love is and how to encounter a love that is not based on the senses. And yet we freak out and we go back to acting like children, looking for the lollipop, you know, looking for that sweet hit, you know, whatever that is, however we create that golden calf to look like. And so where God comes in to purify us or discipline us, it's not that he's trying to treat us like little children. It's actually that he's trying to call us back into adulthood. He's trying to call us to a place where we can engage with a mystery which is bigger than ourselves. You know, that's really what happened with the Israelites. You know, they, they came out of Egypt thinking like children, just following blindly. And yet here was God calling them to an adult contemplative encounter. They freaked out, so they created a God of their own making. What God is calling us to is a real spiritual maturity. And this is a maturity which, which involves every part of your life. You know, we're, we're not talking here about this, 
this division between the the sacred and the profane you know your 99% of your life where you're frantic and busy and that 1% where you manage to get to pray we're talking here about everything where can you see god calling you to a place of maturity in every part of your life you know maybe this is about your marriage maybe this is about your children maybe this is about your workplace or about the way you engage with food god is trying to lead you into the heart of an encounter with himself through the created realities of your life can you start to meet him and find him in that place or do you run back to that childish vision of trying to find something that just stimulates and distracts and keeps you from being bored where is the holy spirit calling you where is the spirit prompting you at this moment now i think very simply this is where we need to pray for the grace of contemplation if boredom is the the thing that led the people to create the golden calf contemplation is the thing which leads us to climb mount sinai and encounter god in that stillness and that silence we need to pray for a contemplative spirit that's able to meet God in every part of your life. Pray that you could have your eyes opened. A bit like St. Paul, that, that the scales from your, would fall from your eyes and you would be able to see the thing that has been in front of you the whole time. That God is not in this distant place on, on the other side of the heavens. God is in your midst. You know, I think it was St. Teresa of Avila who said that God is to be found in the midst of the pots and the pans. You know, she was reflecting back to her sisters the basic domestic reality of their life where sure they had times of amazing contemplation in the chapel, but the majority of their life was spent preparing food and cleaning toilets and cleaning the kitchen. God is in the midst of the pots and the pans. He's in the midst of your work deals and your negotiations. He's in the midst of dirty nappies. He's in the midst of endless taxi work for your children, taking them to sport. Where is the Spirit of God calling you to encounter him in the mystery? And where is he calling you to step away from the golden calves, the distractions that we use to run away from god the god who is silent and threatening and and hard to engage with so let's pray for this grace of the holy spirit that we could meet the real mystery to not allow ourselves to ever be discouraged by the fact that the reality of our life is different to the advertising or the reality of our experience of god is different to what we imagine god to be but let's encounter the reality and find God in our midst.